0: You're listening to the Brand Interrupted Podcast, a show for the creative entrepreneur, the radiant leaders, and the rebels at heart. If you're ready to get radically visible, use your voice and take up space, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Brittany Hammond, filmmaker, story mentor, and serial entrepreneur. Brand Interrupted means liberating yourself from the conditioning and discerning the many contradictory voices of society family, friends, media, coaches, gurus, anyone or thing that has fit you into a box of checkmarks and labels, and instead coming back home to yourself. In this podcast, we are all about appointing yourself as the authority and leader of your life. Embrace yourself unconditionally, strip down to your white, hot truth, cultivate self-trust and awaken your confidence within so that you can be your true expression in the world, in your life, your relationships, and your business. Ready for some real raw and unfiltered conversations? I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, welcome back to the brand interrupted show. Today, you have me doing a solo episode, and in full transparency, I was a little bit nervous about recording this because the topic that I'm going to be diving into today can be deeply triggering for some people, and I'm going to be sharing my experience on it as well as some ways that I hope that the listeners, aka you, can maybe self identify and use these remedies in your life. So the topic is around self-betrayal and abuse and how we can reclaim our voice. So self-abuse and self-betrayal really are nuanced words and they can have many, many definitions. So I just want to preface this episode with the way that I describe self-betrayal comes from engaging in behaviors or patterns that do not honor or respect yourself, sacrificing yourself at the expense of others. And this is deeply laced in codependency where we basically put other people's wants and needs and desires in a place that's more important than ours. Like it's put on a hierarchy. So we end up self-sacrificing in order to please others. So, I'm about to take you through five ways that we self betray. And again, I preface this with this is largely based on my own experience, but also something I've witnessed through my clients, through just being alive (laughs) in this day and age, and something that is, uh, you know, also the cultural messages that we receive as women. Um, A lot of like the you know, the nice girl syndrome, (laughs) I'll call it. So the first way that we can self-betray is through chronic indecisiveness and self-doubt. So this happens when we are constantly asking for advice or opinions or guidance from people. This is not to be confused in a professional relationship where you hire someone and you're soliciting with intention their guidance. It's more of this, like, have you ever had that friend who just always was coming to you and asking you questions or advice, or how do I deal with this? Or what do I say to him? Or this happened at work with my boss, what do I do? Da, 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 da. And I can say in full transparency, and this is why this episode may be triggering to some, is that I used to be that girl. I could not make a decision without having asked 10 other people what they thought. Now, I didn't realize this at the time, but the reason why I was doing this is because I couldn't hear my own voice. So if I asked 10 other people, I could listen to their opinions and then I could pick okay, which one feels right for me. But then you're still kind of like stuck in this self-doubt because you're like, "Oh, well there's these 9 other opinions." <laughs> so this can show up in your life in relationships in romantic relationships um dealing with conflicts and not knowing what to do this can show up in our business oh my goodness like (laughs) if you're going around in free Facebook groups and always asking for advice and you know do you like this graphic or this one or what do you think of this wording or that and it's like it's just this like perpetual need to get someone else to validate your idea and I actually have this quote on my Instagram and it's not for me it's from a course I, I took about healing codependency but it was chronic indecisiveness is your inner child actually asking for permission because oftentimes what happens is when we are asking people for advice we're looking for them to say the answer that we already believe to be true but we're we're not we don't have that like, We haven't built up that inner bravery yet to just admit and own our opinion. And so, you know, the reason, the underlying root, the reason why this shows up is because we're not trusting our own inner wisdom. We're not trusting our inner guidance system. We're not trusting our bodies. Like everything, if you know, when people say like, what's your gut reaction? Well, not everyone even knows how to identify what their gut reaction is because they're not in sync with their own body. So one of the remedies for this is just getting into silence and meditation. Oftentimes, with me, I'll usually get an answer right away, and that's always the inner mentor that comes and like gives you the voice of reason. And then what happens is you have the, the whole tribe, <laughs> the bandwagon of the inner critic, that shows up, you know, the, the angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other shoulder. And it's often the inner critic that will go on broken record with, um, you know, doubts and fears and criticisms and all that. And so when I'm able to get into silence or meditation, I can ask myself, you know, what is the answer for me? And something that I've been able to do to build my own self-trust muscle is is through actually muscle testing so if you're not familiar with this i'll give you just a a quick overview but um if you're standing up straight you first have to you know test what you're saying so you say you say your name so you say a truth and then you say something that's not true and your body will either slightly pull forward if it's a yes Or You'll go back if it's a no. This is why it's called muscle testing because the body actually has the answer So when I'm deciding if I want to sign up for a program or just having to make a decision about anything really I can try this technique where I can get the immediate answer from my body And the other thing is that once you have that answer then you have to learn how to trust yourself and just know that I've also experienced this I've had times where I've done that and I've made decisions and the consequences or the results didn't turn out the way that I had hoped but that doesn't mean that I can't trust myself so we have to be really discerning about um, the meaning we place on our experiences so to recap the number one way that we self-betray is through chronic indecisiveness and the remedy to that is to trust your own inner wisdom and guidance system to remember to trust yourself and know that you are valuable and your thoughts and beliefs and opinions are valuable and they have impact and you can trust that you don't need someone else to validate that. All right. So the second way that we self betray is through being a chameleon. And that means adapting to the person or the situation at hand just to keep the peace, um, avoiding contradiction or confrontation. It's really that like nice girl act or, you know, always smile, be pleasing, be agreeable. Like a lot of these messages that we have just as women in general, like culturally speaking. Um, but this can also show up in our business because we will play it safe will be neutral in our messaging. We don't fully speak our truth because we don't want to rock the boat. We end up sugarcoating things, glossing over. And a lot of this, you know, the deeper fear actually goes back to the root chakra and one of like the primal needs, which is a sense of belonging. So anytime we are just sharing a different idea or a teaching or just like a thought, <laughs> um, if that is going to contradict the idea, like the general accepted idea of our, our social circle, then the fear is that we're going to be rejected. And so we end up like, I always called myself a chameleon, like whatever situation I was in, like, if you believed in one thing, then I believed in it too. But if I was like talking with someone else and they believed in the other thing, then I would believe in that thing too, just to like, keep it neutral. Like it was, It was very uncomfortable to have a disagreement with someone and I want to give a little shout out actually to a friend here (laughs) and I had witnessed her um, share a disagreement with someone at this woman's circle here in Paris a few months ago and I was just so in awe how she was able to say, you know what, like I just don't agree with what you're saying and she explained her reasons why and you know, the other person on the other end. I think they were actually really triggered. Which <laughs> interesting to to witness this, but it's really a beautiful and empowering moment when you can just um you know, state your opinion, state your needs, um say the thing without being attached to people's response or reaction to it. And a lot of this shows up, you know, as a negative side effect where we're kind of living an inauthentic life, we're not being true to ourselves and also bitterness. We can get really bitter because again, it's like, it's this total rejection of, of yourself. And so while in the beginning you might feel like, okay, I'm fitting in, I'm agreeing, I'm agreeable. I'm, you know, the nice girl, but you're actually dishonoring yourself in the process. And so that's why it's the number two way that we self-betray. So one of the ways that we can remedy this is to, Oh, actually, let me rewind a little bit. The root of this is it's not safe to be myself. That's often the core belief. It's just not safe to be myself. And so you learn how to adapt. It's almost like a conditional sense of identity. So one of the ways that you can remedy this And of course, we're just going through this in a podcast episode, but if you want to take this work deeper, then please, please reach out to me because this is the deep inner work of personal branding that I do with my clients. So coming back to your core essence of who you are, and I know these words like self-love and self-worth, they're so emotionally charged. And it's such a journey, but one of the things you can do right away is start by writing down all of your own unique beliefs, your thoughts, your opinions, and don't censor yourself. And then notice when you actually go to, if you're an online business owner, but even, you know, you, this could just be a Thanksgiving dinner with your family, you're sharing ideas all around politics or world events, whatever it may be. It's just knowing that like you're grounded in what you believe and you're okay with you. you, You're able to be comfortable in the discomfort of disagreement. But the first step of this is to actually acknowledge, you know, who you are, what, what makes you, you, what is the essence of who you are and what are the things that you believe to be true? So that would be my first step for that. All right, moving on to the third way that we self betray settling or tolerating behaviors or treatments that fundamentally clash with your core beliefs. The inability to set boundaries. And this is so intricately linked with our ability to use our voice and speak up for ourselves because, again, we fear that if you set a boundary, then that may result in a a loss of of a relationship or it might upset the other person. And the reality is it's not our job to caretake people's feelings. And this is why the codependency is so laced in self-betrayal because oftentimes we will protect other people's feelings because we don't want them to feel the discomfort. So then we end up essentially drowning in our own discomfort. This can show up with clients. This can show up in family relationships, romantic relationships, professional relationships. And the underlying root is really, I'm not worthy to take up space. My opinion doesn't matter. My needs aren't important. Oh my gosh if you guys have felt this let me know please come and find me over on ig over on facebook the facebook group my next level self with Brittany hammond let me know if you've experienced any of this um i know i'm not alone but <laughs> um this has been huge so I talked about this recently on my social media where a lot of the times our relationship dynamics in our current life stem from the dynamics and things that we learned in childhood actually mirrored back from our parents. And something that I've had to really, really work on um, basically since I was born, but particularly in the past two years was acknowledging all of the relationships the toxic relationships I was in that I was tolerating and that would show up in friendships where I was being bullied or I wasn't being treated in a way that honored or respected me but I never knew how to stand up for myself or set a boundary and so I would just kind of tolerate these relationships um you know i had this um even in, especially in friendships just people being like really judgmental and and jealous of me and this actually falls into you know the the feminine or the the mother wound of like insecurity and not not inviting other women to rise but pushing women down so that we can all feel the same and we can all feel Comfortable, And so it's amazing if you take a look at the relationships in your life right now and just just take note of, you know, it, this doesn't mean throwing the person under the bus. It does, this doesn't mean cutting off relationships, but it's just acknowledging the times where like you were not okay with something, but you just let it slide anyways. And I think over time it can really build up resentment. And again, it comes back to that self-betrayal because We don't say anything to the other person. We don't stand up for ourselves. We don't set the boundary. We don't say, I am not okay with this. And that is inherently within our rights. Like, it's not about shaming, blaming, or hurting the other person. It's about the ability to stand up for yourself. And again, like, you're allowed to take up space. You are inherently worthy. And your opinion does matter. And if people aren't respecting that, if they're crossing your boundaries then it is a time to take a look at do I want this person in my life like such a toxic belief that has been passed down is that um, especially like family like you know how important family like if you have a toxic family member you that person does not have the right to be in your life you don't have to keep a toxic family member in your life if they are hurting you. And so much of it just goes down to like the, you know, the sense of belonging and the tribe and like not kicking people out. But, you know, hello, we're in 2020. And I think that most people have woken up to this, that if someone is hurting you or constantly disrespecting a boundary or stepping over you or just whatever the reason, you don't have to keep that person in your life. Like this is, this is a lie that's been told to us by society. So... Here's one thing you can do to remedy this, and this is practicing speaking your voice and observing the responses. I have been doing this so much lately, just sharing bold opinions online or having tough conversations with people, friends, family, clients, whatever, where it's scary to say it because, because you're, you're not sure how the other person is going to react, but This miraculous thing has happened ever since I've been practicing and building that muscle. One, it gets less and less scary. But two, you find out who the people are that do respect your boundaries and you can put them in your category of safe people and then you can know, okay, who are the not safe people? Like say you have, um, say you have a friend and you go to her and you're talking about like these amazing things happening in your life. If she's not like honoring you or celebrating with you and then you're kind of getting like snarky comments here and there behind the scenes, you can then take note that like she's not a safe person to celebrate with. I actually saw someone in a Facebook group who said she was celebrating her 30K month and she went and told her mother and her mother had said um, something along the lines of like, uh, great, well, you better learn how to keep on, keep hold of the money or something like that. And, um, you know, it just goes to show that people will always project their limiting. I don't wanna make this a judgment, but they can, they'll project their beliefs onto you. And so this woman had just said, like, it's not safe to celebrate my success with my mom because she just can't hold that space for me. Now that doesn't mean she needs to cut the person out of her life. You can just be aware of who you share with like who, with whom you share and what. (laughs) All right, moving on to the number four, um, form of self-betrayal. And this is, I was hesitant to use this word, but again, I'm just going to speak my truth and it resonates great if it doesn't reject. Um, and this is the, this is, I call it self-abuse and this is, um, constant negative self-talk, not respecting your own boundaries. Okay. Cause we talked about boundaries a little bit with other people, but what about the boundaries you set with yourself? Um, not saying, not doing what you say you'll do overworking. So when we have this repetitive inner critic, It's actually a form of self-abuse. Like emotional and mental abuse is so insidious, it's really hard to identify. And it's triggering. And I know some people won't agree. It's an extreme word. And it it is scary because we don't want to admit that we're victims of our own abuse. But at least in my own story, like a big part of my journey was coming to terms with all of the self-abuse. I mean, we can even think we can think self-abuse as like um, you know, maybe cutting or having an eating disorder, like depriving yourself of food. I mean, these are forms of self abuse that are more obvious, but the constant negative self-talk is actually emotional abuse towards yourself. And most of the times we're not aware that we're doing this because we're just taught this, um, either from society or our home life. And so for me, this showed up all the time because, No matter what I did, I was always criticizing myself. I was my own worst critic. I mean, honestly, even before recording this episode, I was just prepping my notes and I thought, oh, this isn't good enough. Like I could have spent more time and, you know, done more research and, you know, I heard the voices coming back and I said, no, (laughs) I stopped myself in my track. I put my hand on my heart and I said, I'm just going to speak and channel what comes to me. It doesn't need to be perfect. This is not the absolute body of my work. I can elaborate and develop on these concepts and further trainings. But what I want to share today is important. So I'm going to stop that inner critic and I'm going to listen to my inner mentor because we always have both voices there. We always have the inner mentor and the inner critic. We just have to get the inner critic to like shut the fuck up. (laughs) Did you guys ever, I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic, Where she talks about when you're sitting in the car, and like you can have the critics in the car with you, but they're not gonna be the one driving. They can sit in the back, they can chatter on, but they are not the one driving your life. And I just thought that was so, so brilliant of an analogy. So, where does this stem from? This stems from self hatred, self punishment. I don't deserve to be honored, I don't deserve to be respected or celebrated. And it can actually manifest in a form of addiction to not being enough. Like it's possible to be addicted to negative self-talk. It's possible to be addicted to like negative emotions, kind of always being in your, uh, I think Tony Robbins talks about this, like what's your emotional home. And so if you're always in a place of negativity, like we can actually be addicted to, to that place and we don't, we don't even know it. So it's like a constant cycle of like self-punishment for never feeling like you're good enough. Uh, I think a lot of people struggle with this in silence and are probably afraid to admit it. They might not even be aware that, um, that they're engaging in that behavior. So this is why this episode means a lot to me because as much as it's scary to talk about these things, I think it's important to put a name to it. Because once we identify these things, we can then heal from them. So one of the remedies for reclaiming your voice is to actually be mindful of the voices that you are internalizing. And my life coach a few years ago (laughs) actually had me do this exercise where every time I had a negative thought come in my mind, it's almost like contending with your own, your own demons, your own thoughts. And I would have to write down the list of all the negative thoughts were coming in and just observe them. It's a really, really powerful exercise um, to just become the observer of our thoughts and not the believer of our thoughts, if that makes sense. I want to share this quote again from Big Magic where Elizabeth Gilbert talks about um, confronting our our inner critics. So I'm going to pull up this quote, page 95 of big magic. Speak to your darkest and most negative interior voices. The way a hostage negotiator speaks to a violent psychopath calmly, but firmly never back down the life you are negotiating to save after all is your own. And I just think this is so powerful because it's about becoming an advocate for ourselves, becoming an advocate for our own confidence, becoming an advocate for our own self-belief. And ultimately, you know, I believe that radical self-responsibility is choosing yourself, is taking care of yourself because no one is going to come and save us. The pain you may have experienced in childhood, like those people may never come and apologize. They're not gonna come and rescue you. Your parents are not gonna rescue you, your mentor or your coach is not gonna rescue you. Like, we truly are the own key to our mental and emotional freedom and well-being. And so a lot of that has to come or has to do with, you know, facing our own demons and again, advocating for yourself. A lot of people again, Tony Robbins talks about this, is they'll advocate for their own self-limitations. Like they'll have a story and they'll say like, well, I'm like this because this happened to me because they don't realize they can break out of that identity that they've created. And there is some inherent blame, but when you take responsibility for your life and you recognize that you're sovereign, you're free, you have free will and free choice, you can choose to tell a new story today. All right, moving on to... The fifth reason, or not reason, one of the five ways that we self-betray is through undercharging and over-delivering. Now, this sounds a little businessy, but I swear this shows up in friendships, and I'm going to share a story about this. So obvious reasons in business, it's like not valuing our time, undercharging, over-delivering, you know, doing everything to make our clients happy, um, not believing in the value of what we offer like it's a, it's really rooted in a deep insecurity of what we're offering. So we think we need to like, um, like someone signs up for like a freebie or like a low, low priced offer. And we think we have to give them like the whole, the whole course, you know, it's like you can just own the value of what you have to offer without actually over delivering, over delivering. Cause oftentimes when we over deliver, we're overcompensating and people can feel that and it's it's this is just like human psychology i don't think people do this like purposely in a like conniving type way but if you have like vibes of being a pushover like people will just walk over you because as humans we're naturally pushing like limits to see how far we can go it's not even a conscious thing it's like unconscious and Take advantage of you. I had this happen in a friendship this past year where I extended a hand and they like took my whole arm, my whole body <laughs> into it. And, um, I was just really trying to be nice and give this, um, this, give this girl a hand Uh, as she was moving across the city and then suddenly, you know, I was expected to be there and, you know, do all these extra things that I had never agreed upon. And then when I, you know, set that boundary and said like, no, I'm actually not available for this. Then I was being gaslit. I was being called a bad friend. And by the way, to go back to something I talked about previously, this is where you can identify if this is a safe and a healthy person in your life. Because someone who respects and honors you isn't going to over demand from you. And this shows up with clients too. Uh, Honestly, the, the worst client experiences I've had is when I undercharged and over delivered because they're often the most demanding and the most ungrateful. And that can come from their own inner drama. It doesn't even matter. It's not my business. So I think it's really important to... You know, so much of this does come back down to how much can we honor and believe in ourselves. Like this is why we're talking about self-betrayal because it comes from like a lack of self-honoring and self-respect. And when we don't treat ourselves that way, we attract people in our life that meter that back to us. It's so crazy when you start implementing healthy boundaries and like effective communication, you will attract healthy people in your life. So undercharging over delivering this stems from this need to sacrifice yourself to be liked it's a form again of of self-rejection and again like being neutral and just not or whether this being a friendship you know not acknowledging like that you're good enough as is and people's demands on you are not a reflection of your worth. So the seemingly obvious remedy for this is to raise your prices, to charge accordingly, and also be aware of your energy and your generosity. I think oftentimes like (laughs) it can be praised that we give so much of ourselves and self-sacrifice. Like, oh, she's such a nice person. She's so giving. She's so selfless. But my God, I respect the woman who can say no, the sacred no. This has been something I've le- been learning about lately. And oh my God, it feels good to say no. <laughs> so when you can just be aware of, you know, if someone asks you something, whether it be a favor from a friend, a favor from a family member, um, a favor from a client, Just check in with yourself. Like, do you feel okay with this? And if the answer is no, then I invite you to step into your power, reclaim your voice or use your voice and just say no, no is a one word sentence by the way. And it doesn't mean you're being mean or you're hurting the other person. Like this is how we come back to the self honoring when we can honor ourselves and what feels right, not at the expense of other people. Or not at the expense of ourselves, I should say. You get what I'm saying. (laughs) All right, so let's wrap it up. The five ways that we self-betray and how to reclaim your voice. One, chronic indecisiveness, self-doubt. Number two, acting as a chameleon. Number three, stuttling or tolerating. Number four, self-abuse and negative self-talk. And number five, undercharging and over-delivering. So I actually decided as I was recording this, I'm going to create a little PDF resource for you where I talk about in more detail, the remedies and how you can implement different practices and tools to, you know, remedy these things. And it's not an overnight process. It takes time. It takes awareness And I would just love to actually invite you into my new program called Radically Visible and Fully Expressed. And we dive into so many of these aspects around the clearing our fear around being seen. Diving deep into what some potential visibility wounds may be and how we can heal those. This is a one-month mentorship container Well, you can do one month or three months actually, um, for the untamed woman, ready to awaken her confidence, liberate her truth and share her message online. So I want to ask you this question. What would it feel like to show up as your most uncensored self online, sharing your message, your teaching or your medicine with the world? If you said terrifying, exhilarating, (laughs) both then this is the program for you. And I'm curious if you felt disconnected in one of the following ways. Your work is evolving and your messaging doesn't reflect that growth. Two, you're brand new in business and you don't know how to articulate your message. Three, you aren't feeling safe or supported to truly share and teach on what you desire. So a lot of this work is going to be unraveling the conditional pieces of your identity that have made you dim your light potentially dim your light and silence what is on your heart. The reason why I talk about codependency and why this links into this episode is because our ability to speak our truth is, (laughs) it is the one of the most terrifying things ever. And we have to learn how to detach ourselves from people's responses or reactions because Some of the side effects of dimming our light and not sharing our message, truth, or expertise is often feeling unseen, unheard, misunderstood, uh, agonizing over the reaction or lack thereof from people, finding yourself envious, resentful of others and their success, deeming yourself inadequate and going into a shame spiral because you're doing all the things but not seeing the same results as other colleagues, And you find yourself in an emotional dance between excitement and despair based on the level of engagement you get on social media. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is like the epitome of, (laughs) there's so many good things about social media, but this is one of the things that we need to conquer, (laughs) mastering our emotional intelligence. So the last side effect of this is we stop using our voice at all and we retreat into self-isolation and bitterness We don't ever build the business. We don't ever launch that project. We don't ever make the movie, write the book, do the TED Talk. I mean, all the things. So um, in this mentorship container, we work through visibility, message, story, and voice. It's a journey of self-exploration, self-expression, self-reclamation. And I say this from the bottom of my heart after having been in business for over 10 years that A lot of times personal development can bypass the very real and deep fear that we feel like we can bypass it with like, you know, positive affirmations in my work with my clients. We don't bypass this. We excavate the fear. We don't sugarcoat the process with a template that you fill out that like pulls you away from your true expression. I believe in providing the tools, not just the pep talk. For speaking your truth so the voice and visibility mentorship is for you the creative entrepreneur the light leaders leaders the life spiritual wellness coaches or consultants who run an online business or who use social media as a vehicle for their message to reach a larger audience so I wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the brand interrupted podcast and if this work is calling to you if this speaks to you send me a message reach out to me. I would love to see how I can help you. This has been the foundation of my work for the past six years. And it's just the greatest gift I could truly ever offer. Anyone is helping them reclaim their voice and their place in the world. All right. I'll see you next time. Bisous from Paris. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the brand interrupted podcast i so appreciate you and your time and to show that appreciation i want to give you a free gift head over to untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to get instant access to my free three-part audaciously you on camera video series, a step-by-step on how to share your story, craft your core message, master your energy, infuse your personality, and boost your charisma on camera so you can amplify your impact with video and turn viewers into dream clients. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, bisous from Paris. Ciao, ciao.